One of my favorite things that Ryan Dice says, it's in the We Believe statements at Digital Marketer is, half ass is better than no ass. <laughs> and it's true. So many people are either not implementing or they're wanting things to be perfect so they don't implement. And the first time you do something, it's not gonna be perfect, right? It might be half ass, but it's better than no ass. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hello and welcome to episode 155 of Perpetual Traffic. Today we've got a special guest from Down Under to talk about some implementation, how to actually take all this stuff that we learn from all these podcasts and audible books and YouTube videos and digital marketing courses and all this content we seem to be consuming on a daily, hourly, minutely, is that a word? I don't know, basis. Uh, <laughs> but I'm excited today. So Molly put this guest together. We've got Sonia Keenan on with us today. She puts on a great event outside of the Gold Coast called Digital Marketer Down Under at digitalmarketerdownunder.com. And Molly is the one who met Sonia when she was out there on a roadshow. It was a pretty cool roadshow I remember hearing all about. And so Molly, you tell I mean, how you guys met and, and what the story. I think you do a better job than me. I actually met Sonia a few years ago. One of the first times that I spoke at TNC, Sonia, I'm kind of telling this story for you, but Sonia was in the U.S. for some business meetings and saw that there was this digital marketing event going on in San Diego. And she's like, wow, well, that's what I do. So let me hop over and check out this event. And that's really how she got to know the digital marketer brand. Obviously attended TNC, was very impressed. I think she said she felt like she found her home and her church <laughs> because this is like a church. And Sonia came up to me at TNC either that year or the next year, and we started chatting. And that's really when we met. And then, yeah, when I went out for the road show last summer, Sonia became a really close friend, very influential person in my life. And I actually had the opportunity to go back out there in April to do a messenger bot workshop. But anyways, Sonia is one of my favorite humans, mainly because she just tells you how it is. <laughs> you know that what she's saying is always honest, but coming from a place of love. But she also has a ton of experience, not only doing digital marketing, but just doing marketing in general. And what we all know and what you come to find out when you do digital marketing is that marketing really hasn't changed in the past 100, 200 years, right? These are just different mediums that we're using and different nuances. So before we turn it over to Sonia, I just wanted to reiterate this event on the Gold Coast, August 9th through 11th. If you are in Australia or you're somewhere close or you're just looking to take a trip, absolutely go to digitalmarketerdownunder.com.au and grab a ticket. It's going to be a really special event. Not only members of the digital marketer team, but also people like James Schramko, who is a digital marketing expert who lives outside of Sydney. I'll be down there talking about messenger bots. There's going to be Chandler Bolt there talking about self-publishing and writing a book. So Sonia's really cultivated a great group of people and it's going to be an amazing event. So I know we're here to talk about implementation, but I just wanted to make sure that this event got the exposure that it deserves because it's going to be really awesome. 
I love this topic today because after 150 odd episodes, we've talked about a lot of stuff, right? And different things that you can do. And like he said earlier, we are just totally inundated with knowledge now, right? And information. Every second, if you're spending time, especially on the computer, there's more information coming to you, right? And especially in this digital marketing space, because things change so quickly, because this is such a new industry, really, there's a lot of information being presented. And I really thought this was an important episode because one of the things that Sonia does best is actually getting stuff done, right? Like we can talk about it. It's great to learn. But in your business, do you know what's most important? Getting stuff done. One of my favorite things that Ryan Dice says, it's in the We Believe statements at Digital Marketer is, Half ass is better than no ass. (laughs) And it's true. So many people are either not implementing or they're wanting things to be perfect so they don't implement. And the first time you do something, it's not going to be perfect, right? It might be half ass, but it's better than no ass. So Sonia has actually created a cool grid Excel sheet that you can use to make sure that you're actually implementing in your business. If someone's sitting on listening right now, they might not be able to see the grid. So the way this looks, and I'll try to kind of describe it visually in case you're driving or or, or on a walk or a workout or cleaning the kitchen or something like that. Um, Basically, the first tab is sort of the overview tab, and it's got four basic columns. You got target, you got campaign goal, and then you have to do, and then see campaign tabs below, and then you have the outcome. And then below on the tab, you've got the whole customer journey, overview, awareness, engage, subscribe, convert, excite, ascend, advocate, promote. So yeah, tell us about it. When I start coaching with clients, they normally come to me because they've started using digital marketer products, maybe DM Lab. They've listened to a couple of things, but they just don't know what stuff works for them. And we call this implementation paralysis. You know, it's like we get stuck and we get to a point where we just do nothing because we're so stuck. We can't go anywhere. And it's really hard because when you start a business, you start a business because you're really good at something or you're passionate about it. No one actually really starts a business because they're good at digital marketing. (laughs) Most of my business owners are, you know, they're small business, bricks and mortar, bricks and clicks online, but they're really good at making something that they sell or they might be a service provider or, you know, they might be a doctor. Yeah. So this came about as a way of allowing people to simply just look at it as a summary. Well, what do I actually need? for my strategies and strategy has to have a goal. It has to have an implementation, a to-do list, and it has to have an outcome. And if you Mm. can't specify that, well, then it's not a strategy. It's just an idea and it was a nice thing to listen to. So when you look at my grid, that's what you'll see. You'll then see across the bottom that I've broken it out into all the segments of the customer value journey because once again, I use that tool all the time. You know, I keep it laminated in the back of my book. And when I'm working with my clients, we're always in the customer value journey, trying to work out where our customers are and where the blockage might be or where the opportunity is to leverage it. So across the bottom, I then start to keep notes of all the different things I hear and dropping them in there and thinking, oh, well, it's a really great awareness strategy. I need to use that later. 
and, mm. you know, pasting the URL of the blog or putting the podcast details in there. So when you get stuck and thinking, I'm just not getting engagement I used to, what were those engagement strategies that I've heard? And at least you've got this sort of snapshot of what it is. Of the businesses that I coach, the best ones, the ones that are probably in the top 10%, they can get as far as convert in the customer value journey and that's where most people stop. With new customers, they don't do anything with Excite. If you're lucky, you send them an indoctrination email and then we nick straight back down again to the bottom of the customer value journey and start on awareness again. We're not working with those two other customer groups of lapsed customers and more importantly, engaged customers. Most businesses I work with have the cash flow they need already sitting in their database. They're just not asking for the sale. So that's why I started at Molly because it's too confusing. There's too much information out there. And you said it before about the church. I say when I speak, you need to pick your church and you need to stick to it. If you don't like your church, find another one. But start finding someone that you like, an influencer that you follow, and just follow what they do and go that way until you start to see results. And if you don't, fail fast and find something else. But stop jumping around the internet going, oh, Molly gave me an idea about a bot and then somebody else gave me an idea about a bot and then somebody else gave me an idea about a bot. And guess what? You know, Molly's costs this much, but this bot's free. You know, like these things that everything should be free is the other problem that we have with clients. You know, stuff's not free. Everything costs. Absolutely. Sonia, what I love about this, especially the overview part, you know, you've got your engaged customers, your lapsed customers, your new customers along the y-axis. And then on the x-axis, you have campaign goal to do an outcome. Even this right here alone helps you take whatever projects or strategies that you're implementing or thinking about implementing and putting them in one place to First off, make sure what you're doing actually has a goal, right? The biggest mistake that I see in marketing in this space is that, like you said, people read a blog post where I'm talking about a bot, right? Now they think that they need a bot. They are going into building a bot with no idea of the goal of what that bot could do for their business, right? You might need a bot for monetization and re-engagement, or you might need a bot for awareness, but they're not thinking about it. They're thinking that the act of building the bot is what is going to put more money in their account right? But they haven't established a goal. That's the most important part. What is the goal of this particular thing that you're wanting to do? Okay, now what do you need to do, right? Put that in the to-do section. Then what is the outcome? Really simple, but it's also allowing you to make sure that these projects are speaking to the target that you actually need to speak to. Like you said, there's so many businesses. I was working with a client last week who has this huge database that they only send newsletters to. They've never asked their email database for money. And they want to talk to me about Facebook ads to drive new awareness into the business. Now, that might be important. I'm not saying that they don't need to run Facebook ads, but the first two hours together, guess what we talked about? 
email and re-engaging and monetizing the people that they already had. And this person is very intelligent. They've heard so much about Facebook ads that they see that as a money lever, right? I pull the lever on Facebook ads, it makes me money. But it's not necessarily what they needed in their business at the time. And it's why I love the tabs at the bottom that have the customer journey because again, so many people get stuck in one part of this journey because they hear a podcast episode or read a blog post. They think they need to implement a particular strategy. What they should be doing is using this grid and going and pasting in those blog posts they read, those podcasts that they listen to in the appropriate place on the journey. So say that we're talking about how to use a bot to generate leads. Okay, well, that would go in your subscribe part of this sheet. Now you can leave that there. You can get that off of your mind, that mental to-do list that we all have running. It's now on paper. And whenever you look at your business and you realize that you need more action in the subscribe stage, now those ideas are there, right? Now you can implement that idea whenever it's actually needed in your business, not just for fun. I know I went on a bit of a tangent, but I just love this because it's really one of the biggest mistakes that I see happening. Business owners in general, especially in this market, we've got all of this information coming to us, but we're not taking time to think, what does my business need right now? Which of these steps do I need the most help with? Okay, now choosing a strategy to implement and figuring out what the actual goal of it is, right? What is good? What is successful? Everyone's trying to fix this with an automated online solution. Mm. And it's not true. Mm. I mean, Ryan talks about human to human. You know, I've got a client who has a business that it's a premium product for a very, very niche, niche market. She actually knows who all her clients are but she would like to be able to find a tripwire and a lead magnet to engage them. And, and I keep bringing her back to the fact that the most important thing she could do is pick up the phone and ring them or send yeah. a direct email, like personally from her, not through a campaign, not through anything, but just do it. It's so frustrating because just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. In this business, I really encourage business owners to do this work. They've got to learn these things so that they know the full potential. But then they've very, very quickly got to use this document to be able to give someone a brief, whether that's themselves, a staff member, or externally a consultant like yourself. Because they should be in the business of, if they're a dentist, fixing people's teeth, not (laughs) worrying about their conversion on a Facebook ad. You know, they might not even need a Facebook ad. Their digital solution for a dentist might be that they just create a really great web-based app on an iPad so that when customers come in the waiting room, they give them that to fill in to give them some more information so that when the dentist's talking to them, he can help them work out what other services they might need or might not know about. So all of a sudden, their existing customer is more engaged and is prepared to pay you more money for the service that you're going to provide them. That's marketing. It's price, yes. product, position. It's promotion. It's like nothing's changed. Maslow's hierarchy of needs is still the best way to work out what your pain point is. You know, like people want to make this harder than it is because they're not marketers. They're dentists. That's my rant, Molly. 
I and love I it. love the fact that small business can fight like big business and I will help every small business who wants me to help them take on big business and use all these tools that when I was a corporate marketing manager, you know, a decade ago, these would have cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to do because you would have had to employ an advertising agency to do it for you. Now you can do it yourself. If you're listening right now, I think Sony has a really vast experience in business, not just digital marketing. She comes with decades of experience in business and, and in marketing in general. And so I love that you're taking that experience. And also you hit on that. I call it over automation. Literally yesterday morning on our team call, this is something I get frustrated with. It's like, you guys, we've had people in the past on our team that have a tendency to want to over automate. And I'm talking about even internally, like you're reporting or trying to figure out how many active memberships you have, or if a, somebody declines or, or anything like that. A lot of times I feel like that because of all these tools that make our life so much easier and better, but we sometimes forget that a lot of times it's better to take a spreadsheet and include everything you get from automation, but then have somebody on your team look at this thing and, and update it once a week or once a day or personally reach out to people with a phone call. 100% right. agree. Also, I, I love the fact that Shramco yeah. is coming up. James Shramco is, is one of your headline speakers. I'm, I'm a fellow Silver Circle member. Nice. I've been getting coaching from him for a long time. For me, building this community in the Southern Hemisphere has just been a mission since that first time I met Ryan and Molly at my first TNC about four years ago. This event this year is still pretty heavily populated by international guests, but at the same time we're bringing through our Australian. We've got Mike Rhodes is presenting, and, I mean, he is one of the world's most respected Google guys. Yeah. I love him. I think what he does is amazing. I have no idea what he does. Um, and I don't know, and that's a perfect example. You could not pay me enough money in the world to try and work out how to do one of my clients' Google ads. I'm not interested. I can't yeah. do SEO, hate Likewise. it. I just don't like it. I can't do it. It's just beyond my way of thinking. I think content, everything I do starts with a conversation. And so what Mike does is just so far out of left field for me that I'll pay him whatever he needs. And even with Molly, with Facebook ads, you know, I probably about two years ago, I no longer had the time to keep up with everything. And so other people in my team are doing it. You know, I've got um, yeah. Lindsay Martyrs doing some coaching, one of my interns, to teach her the dark sciences of what Lindsay does because I can't keep up. You need to talk to people that do this for a living, not other people that are trying to stuff around with it like you are. But get the knowledge, but you've got to get somebody else to help you implement so take me through like a real life scenario. How would you use this or how would you recommend, let's say I came to you and I've got a, a business where I've got a small e-commerce business or maybe I offer digital products or maybe I'm a local business. I outsource some stuff to a couple people. And then I'm also doing stuff. I'm kind of managing the team. I'm doing a lot myself. I've got a team of, you know, one, two or three. How would you recommend I use this in a typical project that I might want to go try to execute on? If I was doing this with you, if you're my coaching client, the first thing that I would be doing is having a look at your current customers because that is a snapshot of where your business is today. There's no point looking necessarily at what you did last year. You can look at it and use it to inform you because things might have changed. But people who are currently giving you money are more likely to be like the people that are going to give you money soon as opposed to saying, you know, oh, well, five years ago we had that great product, uh, but we don't have that great product anymore and you know, whatever. 
that just does not work. If you are not getting revenue out of your idea, it is not a business, it's just an idea. So start with your engaged customers. Now for people who haven't got sales yet, if you're in startup, engaged customers might be engaged subscribers and you're looking at people that are opening your emails all the time, clicking on your emails, communicating with you through your Facebook group, those sorts of things. So number one in that first quadrant, engaged customers. Then underneath that, you've got lapsed customers, lapsed subscribers. As I said, these are people that have given you money in the past, but maybe not now. And then you've got your new ones. You're always going to have churn. You're going to have people that pop in and never do anything and then just disappear. So I don't get fixated on them. I get fixated on how I welcome them and how I excite them. But other than that, it's that top quadrant. In the campaign goals, you then have to agree, well, what do I need to do with these people? So in the one that you can download, from my site, I've started to fill it in as a bit of a sample. So a goal for an engaged customer might be, I want to improve my average sale per customer and I want to reduce churn and I know I need to improve my onboarding. So when you look at those, you're saying, well, they're all about Excite primarily is what you're looking at. So then you would go down to the tab of Excite and you would say, okay, what campaigns am I going to do for Excite? Oh, that's right, I heard that Susie did a course about Facebook groups and how you can involve people in that. We've got a really, you know, online membership business and so we need to engage them more. So let's get a group going. Let's work out who's going to manage it, what are the results. Or, no, actually, I want to do a mini chat bot that's going to be my onboarding bot. It's going to help people get the most out of my program. Excite in the customer value journey is the absolute area where everyone falls down. It's like the cheapest one but we don't do anything. We get so excited about a conversion. We run around our office jumping up and down because somebody bought something. (laughs) So true. (laughs) We forget about them. If they don't go through Excite, they can't ascend. And if they don't get excited properly, they're going to drop right out. People find something new all the time. And so they might think your things are the most important thing in the world today. And then just like you, they're searching the internet for something else. So If I gave any businesses one piece of advice, look at Excite. How do you make your customers excited and reconfirm that they've made the right idea to buy from you, whether it's a T-shirt, whether it's a download of something, or whether it's a $10,000 consulting package? How have you reinforced to them that you haven't ripped them off and it's a really good idea? E-commerce stores do it really well. You know, you buy your T-shirt, You get an email saying, congratulations on your purchase, it's on the way. And then 12 hours later, you get an email saying, guess what, it's been packed, it's on the way. And then it's like, it's at the post office, it's on the way. The reason they do that is because they don't want you changing your mind before that T-shirt arrives. So they're exciting you about a T-shirt. And if you can be excited about a T-shirt, you should be able to excite people about anything. So... That's sort of how I would roughly use it, Keith. The overview is just what are our big ticket items? What are the three main focuses of our business for those three main areas? And most businesses should only have one or two strategies in each because they can't manage it. The thing with the customer value journey and how it overlays with this is you could effectively have, once you get through the subscribe and convert stage, you could then branch off into several different customer value journeys depending on where those people fit in the group because you should be treating engaged customers very differently to how you're treating lapsed and how you're treating new customers. Stop thinking as your customers as all the same. They're not. 
You know, they're different races, they're different cultures, different languages, and they're spending different amount of money with you. You, you know, if somebody walks into your shop, you got a bricks and mortar shop, you know, you go uh, shopping at Rodeo Drive in Los Angeles and you walk into a shop, those high-end shops don't treat you the same if they know who you are. If they don't know who you are and you look like a scuff, they won't talk to you. But if you walk in there and you look like, I don't know, a Burberry store and you're wearing a Burberry jacket, they're going to treat you very different than if you're just walking in in a scruffy pair of Levi's. Not necessarily the best way always to determine whether someone's got the potential to buy. Pretty woman walking down the street. That's a perfect example, Pete. You know, how are you looking at your customers? And if they are just pixel in your database, how are you working out who they are? I've got a client that I work with in New Zealand who has a fantastic product that works with women going through menopause. And we've taken their database from 6,000 subscribers to 20,000 subscribers. I think we're now up to nearly 3Xing their business in that period. And we have all we've done is stop doing things because we were doing too much. They had too many Facebook ads running and they didn't know which one was working. The one that's working was the one that was returning them a thousand new subscribers a month at less than six cents each. Wow. That's the only wow. one we really run. But we they didn't know that because they had so many Facebook campaigns running. They did nothing to their existing database. They were always just churning new customers. There was no follow-up. The first follow-up campaign we ran for them at the end of last year, they had done this campaign before the new customers and they got 12 sign-ups to their program. We said, well, let's double it this year. Let's get 30. We ended up with over 100. I think it was 120. And these are programs that sell for like $300 each. So do the math. It's a lot of money. Wow. We've 3X'd their sales. Haven't even touched their product. Done nothing. All we've done is just realigned the customer value journey. They had their products weren't quite in the right order. And then we looked at how we were talking to customers based on what they know about them. And thankfully, their onboarding process is a quiz. And they have all this data about how people feel about themselves. How could we talk to them if weight is their biggest issue? How can we talk to them about weight loss? Not treating everyone the same. So their number one lead magnet is called a symptoms quiz. And if every business could create a symptoms quiz for their business to the pain point that their customers have, well, then you're going to understand how to market to them. But your symptoms quiz, if you're a T-shirt selling business, could be the previous T-shirts that these people have bought, you know. We know they buy oversized T-shirts. They're a big guy. He's buying extra, extra, extra large. Let's not send him pictures of little tiny dainty T-shirts, you know. He's buying T-shirts with big skulls and crossbones and profanity on the front of him. Don't send him strawberry shortcake ads, you know. (laughs) I know it sounds silly, but we all see it every day. It's just marketing, you know. Unfortunately, we all think we're marketers and we're not necessarily, we're business owners, but are we thinking like marketers or are we thinking about how can I do this for free? And unfortunately, that's where a lot of people sit, you know. Oh, I just got this fantastic deal on this fantastic lifetime value of some app thing that I can load into my WordPress site and I can now track all my video speeds. Great. How many videos you got on your site? None? Good. That was a good free thing that you got. I'm sorry, I'm being flippant. Just like we can't bank likes. You know, I can't take all my Facebook likes to the bank and say, oh, could you give me some cash for this today? What's the exchange rate so I can feed my family? 
you can't do the same with just ideas that you just keep doing. If you don't actually have a goal and you don't have an outcome, if you don't get a sale, your family's going to starve. You know, people will die if we don't do this properly. Right. Now, with influencer marketing, you sort of can do that, but <laughs> you have to be at massive scale. <laughs> like, you, you know, people do sell posts, but that's like a, that's a totally different thing. But we totally get your point. Yeah, it's 100%. This is awesome. This is, I love this. This is one where I'm sure a lot of people listening, I know I am, you know, I'm going to send this to anybody on your team this is relevant to, to listen to and download and work through this. I'm excited to go through this with some folks on my team for sure. Just focus on those first parts of your customer value journey. You know, once again, people get so caught up in the ascension and on to advocate and promote. And, you know, you got a long way to get there. You know, I, I play a lot of golf. And I love it. You know, I'm a hack. I don't play enough to be good. I'd love <laughs> to go buy some new golf clubs because I just like to buy some new golf clubs. But when I spoke to the golf pro, he said to me, why do you want new golf clubs for? I said, oh, I just like the look of them. He said, you know you're going to play worse with those golf clubs than your old ones. I said, why? He said, because you're not a good enough golfer to use those new golf clubs. You know, just because you're going to get better tools doesn't mean you're going to be a better golfer. It's such a good analogy. Such a good analogy. By the way, I just read an amazing book, Golf in the Kingdom. If anybody's out there that's either spiritual or into golf, it's amazing. It's actually based on a true experience. One of my favorite golf quotes comes from, there's a guy called Dr. Joseph Zucker, I think his last name is, and he does a podcast. And it's like a mindset thing for golf, 101 sort of tips on playing golf. It's fantastic. And one of the things he says is, love the rain. If you're going to play golf in the rain, love the rain because everyone else is hating it. And if yeah. you love it, you'll play so much better than everyone else. That's totally 100%. <laughs> love the rain. Love the rain, Sonia. <laughs> but that's the same with marketing. Yes. You know, if you've got yeah. to go out there and play with this, love it. Enjoy and the do process. It and practice yeah. it and get better at it and stop trying to make it harder for yourself by trying to use tools that you haven't mastered yet. Get that nice, easy set of clubs. You know, most golfers don't need a whole set of golf clubs because they don't know what to do with most of them. You need a good driver. You need something to get you out of the stand and maybe something for in the middle. You don't need four wedges like I do? (laughs) Exactly. My business partner, Deb, loves golf. Every time she goes and plays somewhere else where she has to hire clubs, she inevitably buys the putter because she has the best putting game ever and she decides it's the putter. The thing I say to her is, have you not worked out that the common thing is you? You know, (laughs) all these putters, it's your ability to putt. So pick your tools, pick your coach, pick your course and pick your weather. Like set yourself up for success but stop trying to be a green jacket wearing top golfer because you're probably never going to be. You know, you've just got a business and most businesses are local. The online businesses are great and there's a lot of them I know and there's a lot of them in this audience, but the majority of people that we see at our events that I talk to are business owners who serve a local market. It is the easiest market to get to with digital marketing because with Facebook you can just put a big ring around where you know your customers are. You set up a lookalike audience and you just go after them, you know, childcare centres, gyms, shops, all those things, but just Make it easy for yourself and stop worrying about, listen to what Ezra Firestone's doing. When I talked to Ezra, he didn't just wake up one day and create a multi-million dollar cosmetic business. It's taken a lot of work to get there, you know. Molly, you didn't just wake up one day and know how to do Facebook ads. (laughs) Yeah, it, it takes time. 
Absolutely. Yeah, you got to get momentum. Keep it simple. Get momentum. Where can people find you? Obviously, digitalmarketerdownunder.com.au. If you're in the area or want to make the trip, it's going to be an awesome event. What if they want to work with you directly, Sonia? Yeah, so my business is called Omnichannel Media Group, O-M-N-I-C-H-A-N-N-E-L, mediagroup.com. And the only reason it's called that is because I wanted the acronym OMG because I do say, <laughs> oh, my God, every day. It was a great idea at the time until you had to spell it in your domain all the time. But you'll find me there. There's a click to set up a call. It is me. If you send me a message, I always get back to you. I love helping people. My coaching business book is closed at the moment. I don't have any vacancies, but I'm more than happy to talk to people for free and just run through this or set them up with DM Lab. I'll talk to anybody about this because I think that business owners need to grow their businesses. They need to use the tools as best they can. Sometimes they need some sage advice. Sometimes they need to kick up the ass. And that's what I'm here for. You know, I, particularly women, I have a publishing <laughs> business in Australia called Balance by Deborah Hutton. Deb's my business partner. We do a lot of work with women over 40, 45 who are starting businesses. I'm always happy to help them. I don't take them on as coaching clients. I don't do startups for coaching because you can't justify the expense until you're making some money. But for existing businesses, that's what I do. I just want to keep people accountable. If you can't afford a coach, if you can't get somebody to pay to kick you up the ass, go find a friend who will. Like going to the gym. You either need a trainer at the gym or you need people that are there when you go so that in the morning when you wake up, and instead of hitting the snooze button, you actually put your shoes on and go. Get someone to help you be accountable. If you can't afford a coach and you just want someone to send you the occasional email, send me a message on the <laughs> website and I'll send you a message. But if you don't respond, I get offended. And if you don't do anything, I'll get cranky at you. And I'm pretty old and cranky. Well, thank you so much, Sonia. This was invaluable information. Like I said, none of the rest of the episodes on this podcast matter if you don't actually do something with the information. So I appreciate you so much and your message. And I'm looking forward to August for Digital Marketer Down Under. So am I. I really am. I can't believe it. We're we're on track for a thousand people. I I just can't even imagine what that will look like in a room. It makes my heart. You're responsible. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And the support's been amazing, you know, we've got Digital Marketer, Infusionsoft, yeah. ManyChat, Chandler Bolt, the Link Selling Guys, Active Campaign, Jump, all these companies that when I put the message out there said, hey, Australia's a really important market for us and we want to come down and support this. And I'm like, wow, how do you even know me? And they're like, you keep turning up to all these events in Australia. We've heard of you <laughs> so, uh, in America. So I really am appreciative of the support and particularly you, Molly, you've been a a huge supporter of us in Australia. I know you love koalas and kangaroos. And (laughs) And you. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so join us, Gold Coast, 10th and 11th of August. Get your tickets soon because the price is about to go up again. Our speaker's schedule will be out by the time this podcast goes live. Amazing, Sonia. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Once again, anything we mention on the show, we'll have over at the show notes at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 155. Until next week, we love talking with you folks and we can't wait to talk to you next week. Talk to you soon. 
been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.